2: Big plans in 2018, Squarespace makes it easy to turn your idea into a unique website, showcase your work, blog or publish content, even sell products and services of all kinds. In just a few clicks, you can customize everything from look and feel to settings and products using beautiful templates created by... Bananas world-class designers and there's nothing to install patch or upgrade ever. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial and when you're ready to launch use the offer code around to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or around (laughs) domain Squarespace. The
0: Around the NFL podcast is really feeling themselves.
2: Welcome back to another Edition of the Around the NFL Podcast, presented by Head and Shoulders. My name is Dan Hansis, and I am joined by a hotel room filled with heroes. Whoa! Mark Sessler, Chris Wessling, Colleen Wolf, and Greg Rosenthal. What's up, people? Hey Dan. Hey. Woo woo! Hello. Literally in a hotel room. Yeah. Uh room of the well, let's not say the name. We should not say. Uh Yeah. But we can we can out. we are overlooking Bloomington,
3: Minnesota, a oh, beautiful God. wait. Why don't
4: you side side say the name? Because we have
3: such a high opinion of ourselves. We're worried stalkers might come and get us. Yes. No, that checks out. That <laughs> obvious. Obviously. That's exactly Obviously,
2: why. yes. Um, no, we are staying in this wonderful um, hotel establishment that happens to have a TGI Fridays connected to it.
3: Yeah, it does. And
2: have we mentioned I don't think it's come up on the show yet. Also, a 24 hour IHOP. I mean, we're I rolling. Squeeze me? Baking yeah. powder? Rolling in deep Lane's luxury. World.
5: I All I want are chocolate chip <laughs> pancakes. I feel like I'm screaming. All I want are chocolate chip pancakes.
2: It's yeah. possible. It's open 24 great. hours in a row.
5: Thanks. I feel great.
2: So just to, to paint a picture, and maybe Lindsay can take a photo for the audience. Um, Greg, Colleen, sitting on one bed. Mark in a chair. Wes in a pull-up couch. I'm on the opposite twin pull bed. Couch?
6: <laughs> it's a couch. Oh, it's chair. It's an out easy chair, chair but yeah. yes.
2: And Lindsay also manning um, the technology. I, you know, I don't know if she's going to make it through the show. There's a lot of wires. I feel like the machines might take over by the end of the show, but it we're going to...
5: definitely looks like a bomb.
2: Make sure she's okay.
3: It you know? was definitely like a... a Season three episode of MacGyver, you know, before the show. Yeah. And she finally got it all together by tying different, you know, things with twigs. As a side note, this is the room
4: that we're staying in together all week. Yeah. Right? And yeah. it's been, it's tight quarters. It already um, smells
2: weird. It does. Yeah. Um, so Blame a lot to Colleen. get to. A huge, huge show. Um, uh, Tuesday, taping this late Tuesday. And um, we have, what do we have coming up? Last night was... Opening night. I don't buy that. Ow. And you could you could throw your corporate jargon at me all you want, Shadowy League figures. It's always gonna be media day, and maybe I'll allow you media night. Don't hit me with this opening night. Hokum.
4: It's moving in that uh <laughs> hyper think, corporate think... direction, so I
2: agree with your with your heading.
5: <laughs> I don't think you have a choice <laughs> though.
2: Oh, in written copy, yeah, you get bang. But in this right. space
1: Yeah okay. media
2: night. I mean maybe our
3: listeners can tell us. Do people like opening night. I'm trying to put myself, if I was 14 years old, would I watch it? I probably, w- I probably would, but as an adult, it's a if tough... If my team was it, playing. Yeah. For
2: sure. But since it's on NFL Network, I'd ingest every minute of coverage. Sure, it's excellent programming, very yeah. compelling, no matter what your age or gender is. Absolutely. <laughs> and uh, so we'll take some takeaways. Um, uh, also, whatever's going on in the news uh, and all the intrepid reporters of around the NFL are going to be covering both teams all week. Uh, and then we'll check in with some of the written pieces. I know sometimes, uh, somewhat strangely, but also understandably, we we you know, hit up against this wall where we have all these great listeners, but do we have people that are reading our content? Well, there's some great written content uh from everybody on the team, so we're gonna talk about uh a couple pieces, uh, including Wes, who wrote a banger dot com backslash Woo! members. <laughs> Belichick, not just a genius coach, but also a gifted team builder. So we'll get into Ooh. that a little bit, and uh, and maybe even Greg wrote a banger if we have time. Maybe we'll see. We have maybe. On, the,
5: on the banger scale, where do you rate it?
4: It's low, but it was. I mean, it's it's compelling yeah. on various fronts. Mark yeah. handled
2: that, cool. uh, and yes, the TGI Fridays by far the most important aspect of this trip. Uh, we set an over <laughs> under in our Thursday show. Uh, or I set the over-under of 99.5 drinks for the four uh, original members oh, of I the Oh, I had to be
5: included in this. I made it for a drink already. Well, I threw th- you in.
2: The only reason why, let me just say, the only reason why you weren't initially included was because you're staying downtown in your Fancy Pants Hotel. Right. And um, I didn't add it in. But what I could, I could, I'll leave it up to Greg, who's an addict in this field. Uh, I could... <laughs> Uh, adjust the over/under if we want to include Colleen, Greg. You make the decision, and then I'll adjust.
3: Yeah, I think you can do it in the spirit of fun and games. Okay, so the over/under yeah, away has the been
2: adjusted. It was 99 and a half drinks consumed by the entire group. I am going, or or the desert people are going to bump it
6: to 199.
2: To <laughs> <laughs> the desert people are going to bump it to 107 and a half. One oh seven and a half and a half is where they put it down remember wow. Connie not staying at the hotel right. so you have to factor in all these things were okay. she
4: staying here you would double the total I think that would be where I that's where I would go because best disrespect she lays utter
3: siege to the bar we've seen
4: this.
5: I spent more time though at this hotel than I have at my hotel so I feel like I'm <laughs> staying here and well, I,
3: you're always welcome Connie. Colleen is I think motivated and maybe even petty enough to just come here to raise that total now that she knows that she's in it.
5: I like true, that
4: we've, we put true. Colleen through like a 14-hour day and now we're continuously in a circle ripping on her
2: for high quality.
5: Ah, uh-huh, it's so funny, guys.
2: Yeah, <laughs> It got real. So 107.5 is the over-under and I have been tabulating and tracking, I'm not joking, since Sunday night. On uh, a napkin. I've been watching you. You're yeah, taking notes. The exact yeah. total for drinks... Between Wes Sess the old Zeuser, Connie Fox now involved, and Greg is twenty six. Well you had two just now, didn't you, Connie?
5: No, just one. Twenty six for
2: the record, I said hard over
3: and it wouldn't be close. You know, on well, how about show. to help
5: contribute to it. And
3: and I it, yes. I don't need to. Greg's sitting
4: on the matter.
2: old goose egg right now. Not
6: this, a team player. This might come it, right now. I'm down writing to Sunday tonight.
2: Night. I'm writing tonight. It's not gonna. <laughs> It'll, It'll be a blowout. It is at tw- 26 over under 107. It's gonna be
3: Seahawks Broncos. That's that's the thing. <laughs> and blowout. I have a
2: new favorite person, by the way. The okay. Soosh? The Sush. Oh, the Sush. <laughs> we love the Soosh. He's a bartender at Fridays. <laughs> yep. Uh on his his uh name tag, the S-U-S-H. It's a big deal. Sush.
6: Do you know where the name comes from? His last name is Susharamba,
2: hmm. which is Czech.
4: Wes is already, like, deep friends Whoa. with the TGI <laughs> Fridays bartenders on day I three. So,
2: Wes, Wes is so different than me in a lot of ways. But the one that probably stands out most is, like, social settings. <laughs> and I'm sitting next to Wes, and I only want to talk to you guys, and I just want to have a couple of Akas before the show. And Wes <laughs> is sitting directly to my left, and Wes... Starts chatting up this dude from Green Bay. Starts asking the Sush about what his last name derives from. I like it, and it's like I, I totally content. respect it. They're yeah, great. I, Wes, you you are a, a great man and a great conversationalist, a
5: social butterfly,
2: and a really. social <laughs> butterfly. I'm like who hey, no, You're this. curious.
4: You're a curious man. Well, hold on. You also when you know you're going to be at a bar for five or six, seven days in a row. It it behooves you to befriend every bartender you see to get in get in early to dig in and then the free drinks start coming later. I on.
6: would say the La Raville Magnifico here is that I am the exact opposite outside of a bar setting. Like I don't want to hear anything any human. <laughs> there
2: being, is a benefit.
6: Any, nothing interesting yes. can come of a conversation <laughs> on a sidewalk.
2: Um, so there you go. That's what's going on on today's show, and uh, so let's get into it. Let's start with Media Night. Before we get into some news, let's talk about. Um, the opening, it's kind of like the opening kickoff of this insane week of coverage, and um, it was held at the XL Energy Center. I call it the X. Some people don't. Some people do. I call it the X. In St. Paul, uh, go, Mark, get us started here. Your takeaways on media night. Well, I would say that media night, I think for each of us and on a different level, uh,
4: there's some anxiety attached to it because it is a a barrage of, of journalists and non-journalists collapsing on two teams that probably li- typically don't want to be there. Uh, last night's media night, to be fair, was my favorite of them all. It was a little bit, I thought, a little bit downbeat compared to some of the crazy elements we've seen in the past. I thought the Eagles were actually quite fascinating. I'm more convinced than ever that my job on media night is to talk to coaches. I don't really care about the players that much. Listening to Josh McDaniel's talk for 20 minutes, I found someone I thought is he knows where he's going no matter he's not saying it. He is feeling himself this week. He is Mm. starting to break away a little bit from Patriots speak. They were asking him about (laughs) Bill Belichick's future, about his future. And he wasn't revealing anything, but he was doing it in a less robotic, refined way. Mm. My last note is the way this is going. And you mentioned it, Dan. It's becoming such a television it's show more than ever. I, I know they're going to have to find someone to ask questions of these various players and coaches at some point. I'm not sure that five years from now, journalists will even have an ingrained role in this event. I, I, I don't know how they would figure it out, but journalists seem to be at this point less and less a part of this, and it just becomes more of a mm-hmm. cavalcade.
2: Well, two things. I, first thing that came to my mind, because, Mark, you are famous for your love of coordinators. When you have someone like a Josh McDaniels who, of course – Used to be a head coach, became a coordinator, now set to again become a head coach with the Colts. Is there part of you that a little bittersweet that you're losing him from the coordinator ranks? You're, a coordinator you're famously, obs- yeah. you know,
4: obsessed a with coordinator. Well, yeah, because if you have never, you know, most fans would never have been to a media night. Like the co- the assistant coaches sit up in the bleachers. And it's a little bit easier to get to them, whereas the head Bill Belichick has seven thousand people around him. And it's like, for me, like I'm not even going to go and try that. I know Dan, you but got answer. In there.
2: Answer the question.
4: Yes, it though. is a little bittersweet. I mean, yeah. whenever you lose a coordinator, to the higher ranks. <laughs> yes, I am much more interested in the coordinators than yeah. most of
2: the head coaches. For me, like I, you know, I'm wacky, irreverent guy on, on NFL.com. <laughs> so like, my job was, you know, what's going on on the floor. I love what you did. Who's wearing funny outfits? Who's you know, what's, like, the shenanigans? And almost always, and we've done it, Mark, you and I, seven years in a row for NFL.com, insanely. Um, there's going to be people dressed up, and that's part of, like, the hook to try to get players, especially the bigger-name no- guys, to talk to you. There was nobody dressed up. There was... Like, two people. There was there. A one shark. guy's a shark, right. and it was not even an expensive shark costume. But they stood out in a weird way. There was uh, one guy from Austria wearing a football uniform, and... How bad was it in terms of and part of like when they send all these local and national news crews, oh, find the wacky people to talk to. I saw some like news uh cast interviewing a guy and all he was wearing was just like a doctor's like uh jacket. That was all he had. And they're like, (laughs) So what's your outfit? It's like and even the guy was like, uh, you know, I'm just wearing this like a doctor's thing. It's part of my radio show here. Was it
5: kind of lame? Like, it was so
2: It was uh, more business like I think it was definitely less of a circus and uh, which you could either like or hate. And that's why I, I, about halfway through the Patriots, I just, when I saw Belichick, it was a big crowd, but he wasn't being swarmed. So I kind of snuck in two rows back, and then somebody left. And all of a sudden, for like 25 minutes, I was just in front of Belichick. And I just, and I wrote about it on uh, the end round, if you want to check it out. I just essentially just watched Belichick do Belichick, be Belichick. Yeah. And I did kind of come upon, when I was writing uh, late last night, uh, the realization that no one's ever had been involved with more media days than Bill Belichick. Eight for the Patriots, two for the Giants. Who's beat ten? So just watching nine it,
6: for the Patriots.
2: Nine. Wasn't he defensive coordinator on the '96 Patriots?
6: That's team? a good call You're Right. Yeah. You're oh, right. I'll have to just a Your Man. question
2: to Bill was amazing. Um, so, <laughs> what was your question? All right. So basically, I'm sitting in front of him for you know, like I said, about thirty minutes, and <laughs> wow. I, I was like thinking to myself, well, I should probably ask him something. I'm literally four feet away from him, right. staring at him. Um, I couldn't really... <laughs> after a while, he might just look at you and be like, "Come on, what do you man, you got right. be productive, work." Yeah. So I, I wanted to add, no, something. Days <laughs> "No days off, no
0: days off, no, <laughs> no days off, no days off." So I
2: had, I had this, and Lindsay, uh, I believe you have, uh, you could play that for us. Uh, here is my question to Bill, oh, wow. and uh, Mr. Belichick's response: Modern Vince Lombardi. Bill, Super Bowl hoodie, game day decision, or is it
5: planned out? Game day, yeah. Game day, yeah. Let's see how it's gone. <laughs> that was it?
2: Let me just You needed a to follow up there. Let me explain to you. There was oh, no. no opportunity for a follow up. <laughs> Belichick, because oh, he's God, right in front it. of me. Before I finish the the the, the, the uh, question, which obviously is not a good question, but before I even finish the question, <laughs> that was a good question uh, I, it was I learned something yeah, from yeah, it, which is it not like, true right. of every question. He, he, right. Well, he answered it like a guy has answered it many times, which he probably has because he's done this so many yeah. damn times. Huh. So, like, he cuts off my question, answers it, and then he locks in on me and he locks in eye an contact and he just like saws me in half, like <laughs> uh, game day, game day, game day, and then he just looks away. And like, he oh made me God. feel. Yes. He made me feel like I was about three foot tall. A three and, foot tall jet. Parts
5: turn. of Dan are still left. Yeah,
2: there. It was, my innards are still spilled <laughs> out at the X. And then, like to compound matters, like oh my God. like five minutes later, some little ten year old, some sand. Oh no, we shouldn't say things like that about little kids. No, uh, a ten year old boy asked a, a a great question, a nuanced question that Bill thought about. And, and gave a really nice answer to, and that made things felt worse. But it was cool to see Bill in action, and I really enjoyed, yeah. uh, enjoyed that a lot more than seeing Pickboy for the 400th time on the floor. <laughs> well, one of the things you don't know about Belichick is he, he knows
3: who the Jets fans are. Like he can smell it. He can smell them. And that's part of (laughs) his bitterness and hatred towards that organization that that he just goes after. He
4: can smell the green desperation. (laughs) I thought one of the craziest things, because I was sitting behind Dan at one point and when they introduced, they brought out Nick Foles, who I well, like him or not, he's a harmless
3: character. He's not a villain in this
4: <laughs> whole you thing. Want, you're
5: not going to get a soundbite. You from want him the opposing quarterback? Sure. Um, he certainly
3: he certainly has sort of a makeup how he's walking around this week with those like kind of like he's sort, right. He's wearing like the glasses my mom wore in the '80s. He looks like Aww. an accountant
4: that rolled in. His, but but any time an Eagles came out, the the stadium because there's fans there, which makes it a, a delightful place to write articles. By the way, uh, they were. Booing him like crazy. And I was thinking, these Patriots fans, how dare you be this rancorous towards the Eagles? Have a little bit. Of, and then Dan was like, no, this is Vikings fans yeah. that poured in that from the city sense. to destroy the Eagles. Right? Yeah,
2: and it's a very so Think about if the Vikings won and didn't get trounced in the NFC title game, what a different vibe. Yeah, it would have been incredible. That it event been full stadium.
3: Stadium. Yeah, would have wow. been the, yeah. the best opening night. I talked uh, to Steve Belichick for a, a decent amount of time and came away... Like loving his sort of affect. Like if you thought Bill Belichick has a dry humor, and he does. I mean, he you, he is trying to be funny sometimes. Steve, a real wit cracker. <laughs> Steve Belichick is even more bone dry. Everything is the most flattest affect, but he does it in a in a funny way. Like I I sort of asked him about. I was talking to him about Devin McCordy and he said at one point, he's like, "You know, fans, they don't understand." <laughs> What Devin McCordy does? I don't even really understand what Devin Was McCourty does. Was he I <laughs> No, but he, he sounds Greg, like— Greg, say him. yes, and let's generate some no, headlines here. No, I, and, and he spoke very intelligently about Devin McCourty and passionately, but he has this sort of like—you can't quite believe this is Bill Belichick's son in some way, and it's one of the reasons why I don't buy that Bill Belichick— is retiring this season, and that he was wearing his father's hat as oh, some sort of a emotional <laughs> goodbye. It's because he loves coaching with his son. I think that's got to be one of the maybe the number one highlight
2: of his entire NFL career. And I don't think he wants to give yeah. that up. I
5: wish Gronk was there. I feel like that would have maybe it worked out perfectly
2: for the, the concussion protocol. And by, and we're gonna get to Gronk in a second. Uh, Gronk. It sounds like Gronk is fine, but he was able to duck out of. Uh, media day. It is a, a league rule, to be fair. No one right. in the concussion protocol all shots. season. No, but they worked out
4: for Carson him. Wentz was there. I mean, he was there for a limited amount of time, but he sat up in the stands and a was mobbed. So he, no, a different yeah, deal. A different but situation. I thought that was good of him to come out and ask questions. Any answer? other
2: thoughts before we uh, move on
4: to the news? This sounds... Um, this sounds maybe cheesy, but I thought that the, we've already encountered probably 150 people from Minnesota at these stadiums that have been trying to help out. And they don't always know the answer to when you're trying to, because they don't work in these stadiums. So they're doing the best they can. It is truly a great group of people. We've been to some Super Bowls where it's, you don't get those volunteers, but it's been, Minnesota's been good so far. When I think we came in with a lot of worries, the weather hasn't been a huge issue, has it? Yeah, it has been bad. A little
2: Minnesota. Shout out to the people. Huh?
4: Well, because I mean, it's e- it's no, I think it's a <laughs> I super was bowl. Where you're going no, with that. because it's it's probably going to get like like pre a lot of pre shots come in before you even get here, and sure. it's been fine so far. Well, well I, it hasn't gotten too cold yet. Has not gotten too cold yeah. yet?
3: Two very quick the things wins, is that James Harrison is the he's just the most intimidating badass oh that you would ever want to talk to. And I spent a while next to him talking. It was a couple of Pittsburgh reporters and me, and they were really trying to drive home uh, why he left. And he just, he just answered things in, in such a way it was just, I was sort of in awe next to him. They, one guy asked him about the Patriot way. And he's, just, he's like, I don't know about, any patriot way, <laughs> I got the James Harrison way. Been doing that so, my whole look, life. I don't need a patriot. We were team. also sitting next to Scott Zolak, of all people, at
4: yeah, the at so, the table next no, to us. You and not. it was an insane group of like it was their radio makeup, and they were like jumping over tables and back slapping. And at one point, like, backed us out of our own workspace. And Zolak was just like this gigantic lumbering man shouting was at a the little room, bigger than
2: I thought he would. Way be.
4: bigger for a quarterback. It's and I was like, drunk
2: size. Yeah, yes, it, it did oh, cross wow. my mind. Should we? Or should I talk to him or maybe get a soundbite for the pod? But it's like, no, I don't. There's no way that ends well either. He's not on the show. If it's going to happen, he should be on the show. Right. And what happens to interview him? And he's a great guy.
5: I, I think he'd I be like he'd be fun on the
1: show. We should yeah, we should gotta continue we on. should
3: do it. I do like this Eagles team, just the vibe that they have. Yeah. It's a really fun team. Maybe I'm getting that Stockholm syndrome, like when I, I who fell, someone year. fell in love with the Broncos that year. I did, and I year. I picked them right. The, I did too, yeah. right. this, I did too yeah. and I was really? right by the way. So oh, okay, the, the right that. one. No, I'm talking. <laughs> I'm talking about the year that. Oh, I fell in love. I fell in love with
4: Dan Quinn of the Seahawks.
3: We, I mean, we. It had happened over the course of a week after watching these Eagles games and going to their locker room after the game, and especially He's last smitten. night. It's a great... Pr- Team of personalities yeah, like the defensive line: Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, Lane Johnson is great, and I I just think they're they've got the right attitude. Brent Selleck, I
2: think That's Brent right. Selick is fun to listen to. And you could ask Mark this: not as good as the people of Minnesota, right?
4: <laughs> all right, I said it sounds cheesy, but they've actually been super nice, and I I
3: I kind of appreciate they are that. Really you know,
4: nice. very nice
6: people. Mark's pick for Super Bowl MVP.
3: Yeah,
4: all you know, it's right, it's
2: people Minnesota, nice. People. That's what they people. say.
3: All right, you know, and especially like the children. I noticed like. Give it uh, up. Get up it, give it up for the team. Greg, Greg, in on all the constantly interacting
4: with
2: children. That's That <laughs> sounds healthy. All right, let's do some news. Let's start with Rob Gronkowski, who we brought up. And uh, Gronk, uh, of course, suffered that concussion in the first half of the AFC title game. And now gets two weeks to get cleared and healthy. The Boston Herald reports that Gronk uh, has been going, quote, full tilt in practice. And everyone believes Uh, that the clearance for the tight end is a matter of time at this point. Obviously great news for uh, the Pats, Wes, uh, who, lest we forget, Gronk is the type of player who could single-handedly win a Super Bowl. Yeah, I I said
6: a couple weeks ago, Gronk has never been more important to Tom Brady in that offense than he's been this year. You saw that in December, especially the Steelers game. Rap sheet reported that he was jovial and at ease at their send off party. He certainly sounds like a guy they're expecting to be cleared
3: later in the week. It, they're not allowed to talk to the media, so why is he, I guess you are allowed to get on Instagram Story and talk about the freezy, freezy weather in Minneapolis. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you saw that, you know, brilliant. I did not see it. Freezy, freezy. Yeah. He was like, what's well, his spelling skills He's like, I'm here in talking. Minneapolis. Freezy, freezy.
5: Well, he was like rowdy on stage at, before the for the send off at Gillette. Like he, he's lo- fine. He looked Give me a Completely break. fine.
3: <laughs> you rarely see. <laughs> Mark I
4: mean, puts his well, foot down. I, no. I already, I already find it that I know we have to like monitor every
3: inch of this, but he is playing. There's only been one Super Bowl that he's been healthy for, and that was right. the the Seahawks Super Bowl, and it will be. Like I do wonder how they're going to approach him because basically the Jaguars decided to put two people on them the
2: whole time and make the outside guys beat you. I sat through an extremely long pre-Super Bowl production <laughs> meeting for the written content on our fine website. Sexy. And we went through each of the final four teams at that stage. And one of the topics that was pitched, remember there are no there are no bad ideas, just like there are no bad questions. You Let me know if you thought there was a bad idea. Someone pitched, oh, the Super Bowl is the last real thing that Gronk has to conquer and be a star at. And it's was like, well, like we said, he's only been healthy once. And that one game, I think he did eight for 66 and a touch, something like that. He played Burned well. KG yeah, right. On a he was big fine. Play. He scored he a fine.
3: touchdown in the Super Bowl in a close game.
6: No, He
2: was fine in that game. And he missed the game outright uh, last year, obviously, with his injury, uh, back injury. And he had a high ankle sprain that probably cost the Patriots Super Bowl against the Giants. Remember that Hail Mary at the end of the game. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Gronk is Gronk.
4: Well, the flip side is how many players have come back from as many injuries as he has and still operate at the
3: level that he does. It's it's not a crazy point, though, that if he had a, as much as everyone sees him as maybe the greatest tight end ever, he would go up another level with a monster Super Bowl performance.
4: Or a better quarterback.
2: Let's spin out of the Super Bowl for a second and talk about Dean Pease, retirement over. That was quick. (laughs) The Titans hired the ex- Hey, coordinator talk, Mark. Coordinator corner with Mark Sessler.
4: I don't know. Pease uh, ranks high on in my
2: intrigue list, but continue. Um, Titans hired ex-Ravens defensive coordinator Dean Pease as their defensive coordinator. Uh, Greg, give us the dirty. Why is Pease? Why is his retirement already over? Give us some dirty Pease. Oh, it sounds like
3: he was forced to retire. <laughs> that he essentially was fired by the Ravens. It's a familiar person to Mike Vrabel, obviously from New England. I, he sort of had a similar ending in New England, where they didn't renew his contract, didn't exactly fire him.
6: This is a weird situation to me that P's got so much more pop than Matt LaFleur, the guy hired to be offensive coordinator, which is the Um, most important coaching position on that team with Marcus Mariota's development. And he's a guy who worked under Gary Kubiak, Mike Shanahan, two of the best offensive minds in modern NFL history, and then Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay, the two best offensive minds in the current NFL this guy's never called plays before, but he seems custom-made to be Marcus
4: Mariota's quarterback. Yeah, and I know that, I mean, obviously Kyle Shanahan's going to get the credit for what happened with RG3's rookie season. but As LaFleur well and But Matt LaFleur was the quarterback coach there. He was the quarterback coach when you have Jared Goff turning it around. So I think it's an interesting pairing for Marcus Mariota for sure.
5: Didn't LaFleur interview for the head coaching job before he did. He did. Yep. That's interesting. Is it awkward? I don't know. I mean, apparently not. And it's
3: nice that the Rams didn't have to let him leave either, if they didn't want to. And Some teams like the yeah. Eagles last
2: year with John D. Filippo say like, "No, sorry, blocked." Speaking of John D. Filippo, talk about bangers. Mark's been cultivating one for some time. We got a banger <laughs> coming out later this week.
4: Coming out later this week. All right. Sitting with the edit desk now. I'm, I'm still. Just, I'm distracted
3: <laughs> because Colleen was fascinated by. Gronkowski's I, bad pair of dress shoes, and I
5: just feel like it needs to be addressed. During the entire Gronk discussion, I went down a rabbit hole. <laughs> On GQ, they're throwing all the shade at Gronk because of his dress shoes he, that he wore. And I, I mean, guess like, he's kind of wearing kind of bad.
3: He's, they're, he's wearing the shoes like, hey, they're Gronk, like, you have to dress up, and you're like, well, oh, get that one pair of dress shoes I wear. That's got them. They look fine to me. I'm they're not one to criticize,
2: but they yeah, they seem serviceable. They actually, they kind of look like a pair you have, Mark like the brown you Sure the again brown. I
5: they're just they're just they're basic brown I dress think he shoes, checked
2: the box leather. I mean he's, you know
5: They're not square toe or it doesn't matter who cares All right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> In other news Blake Bortles uh underwent wrist surgery How about that um and because of that that puts them in a tricky situation the Jaguars uh if uh, it might even um, Wes, help them make their decision or make the decision for them whether or not uh, he will be back in Jacksonville in 2018?
6: Well, a lot of people are confused by the fifth-year option for first-round picks, mm-hmm. that it's guaranteed for injury only, which means if Blake Bortles can't pass a physical, that $19 million for 2018 is guaranteed. And if you've heard the Jaguars talk about Blake Bortles, they get awfully, bizarrely chesty.
3: About how how they made the right decision. Oh to yeah, go with him. Oh yeah, the owner, uh, the, Shad Khan, said, "Like, looks like we weren't the biggest idiots ever." Now yeah. about Blake. <laughs> oh my goodness!
4: As they oh, put wow. him on, be the, careful.
6: As they put him on the shortest leash you've ever seen for playoff games, and
3: uh, and that that date that he has to pass the physical by is March fourteenth and sixteenth and the sixteenth yeah. and the and oh, our, Mark
2: our, stuck it to you there, our, Greg. Yeah, right. Well,
3: how that feel?
4: It felt fine. Got my I, hand. I wanted, I, mean, I got my finger on the pulse of the NFL wanted, calendar. Catch up. I want, place. To, I
3: want it to be accurate. I thought it was the first day of the league year, but I was wrong. I I wonder now. I mean, now we're seeing a report from our guy Ian Rappaport that says, you know, they
2: want to keep Blake Bortles, and it's because
3: they don't have a choice. So forget the whole Kirk Cousins thing.
2: Big news for the Bills. Eric Wood, their center, that he's been a, a real uh, rock along their line for close to a decade. He's retiring, and it's because of a uh, neck injury. That uh, the health issues connected to that will keep him from uh, continuing his NFL career. Uh, it's it's not official official yet. They're working out some of the cap issues, but Eric Wood's career is over. Wes, uh, he's a Cincinnati guy, right? Went to my high school. One of the few what? guys in the yeah Kyle mm.
6: Rudolph, Eric Wood, a couple of long snappers. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Elder High School in Cincinnati. Yeah.
4: Can I ask you because KG White's. his hair? He is one of the most interesting heads of hair in the NFL. What did it possibly look like back during high school? Because it's an insane head of hair at the moment. It's well, a curly, yeah. I, was say, I don't know. He graduated
6: know. about ten years after. That. Okay, you, were, you he don't have a beat on that. He does have like the greatest American <laughs> heroes haircut.
4: He's a, hair. yeah, really impressive hmm. ringlets.
6: But I think like when I think of Eric Wood, you've also had Ryan Shazier and, and Cam Chancellor, and it's just a reminder that we need these reminders come contract negotiation time that you really are one play away from the end of your career every time you suit up for an NFL game?
2: For sure. Uh circling back to the Patriots. Uh, Greg, you you were out there in media availability? Oh uh, yeah. Today any takeaways from that? Uh no, not today. That that was uh Oh. Hey. Egg hey. on my face. Oh. I thought you said last night. Oh. That he got burned in the hotel room. <laughs> <laughs> and he as, as you bounce on the bed. <laughs> who's been our room, Who's had Kevin Patrick was there. Oh, Patrick. Was we, there. There. <laughs> we were we
3: were taping our our video show, which is going up on Friday, although some segments, I think, will come out. Some segments. I, I like I'm permanently,
5: sure. I think, messed up my neck.
3: Yeah, we went on a hellacious silver. roller coaster. Are we going to talk on. about this? Do we want to talk about it? Sure. <laughs> I, mean, about it? I mean, quickly. I mean, we went on a roller coaster. Mark had to beg off number two.
4: Well, no, I, per- I mentally prepared myself. For, I don't do roller coasters since age 13. Did it today for the benefit of the show. And then it was like, hey, we're going to go do a second one. Right. I'm not. You are. <laughs> Well, I will watch you do a second one.
2: I don't know. It was, you know, it was a little Kenny Britt like I thought. Well, ah, sometimes yeah. oh. you know that is unfair, but uh, <laughs> but like Kenny Britt at media day, I walked by him at one point. Kenny Britt, he's in the Super Bowl, which is insane. It's not fair. There's no karma. And I oh saw some God. dude like roll over uh, to Britt and try to get some like quotes about the Browns and what it was it like being on the Browns and all this stuff. And uh, Kenny would be like, "I ain't talking about that. Dilly dilly." <laughs>
5: uh-uh. <laughs> stop it. Stop and
2: then stop the guy it. tried to circle back around with a different angle, and he's like, "So, but tell me how different is it?" And he's like, "Dilly dilly." It's like, "Oh,
4: how how many ways should I destroy an employer that paid me seventeen million dollars to do
2: literally sub nothing?" True. I think he knows he robbed them. So, and yeah. I'm not giving Ken what a man I mean, this, of conscience. This is a man is. that was arrested at a Hoboken uh, car wash once. So, I'm not going to like <laughs> give him too much credit. But I think he was basically shutting his mouth because. He knows he got away with a felony robbery. Let's be honest. Any other thoughts?
5: (laughs) Not on that. All right. (laughs) And finally, we've
2: covered Kenny enough. And finally, uh, yes, uh, I made a joking reference to it earlier. Uh, WEEI, one of the leading uh, radio networks in the Boston area. Greg, I know you were a big fan growing up. No, I despise the (laughs) EI. Wow. All
3: well, hey, right. I mean <laughs> hang on your basic well, I, I don't think it was even I don't think it was even popularized. I don't think it was even popular. <laughs> we didn't even get a EI, I think, in Western Mass anyways. Right. But it was just like the most wasn't even was enough like, <laughs> It was like the most stereotypical sports talk like the world is ending. Fire everyone. Everyone is terrible. And I think it's like bad for the Boston sports fan. You got Making, me thinking well, about that it. friends like, in media circles.
2: Yes, I don't
3: care. It's, it's a it's a joke. Most most of the shows. Well, on I think EI. that's
2: terrible. A, that's a popular take. You're not you're far from alone than thinking that it's a. A lot of people say the Boston sports radio market is toxic in a lot of ways. And a young DJ for EEI. Made a hypercritical comment of Tom Brady's five-year-old daughter in that, uh, based off uh, her cameo in the Tom versus Tom, uh, Time uh, Facebook series, and Tom responded. And you know, read between the lines here, fellas and lady, and other lady. Um, Tom could have could have had his agent call E.E.I. this week and say, "We're not doing the show, and we're gonna have to think about it." No, 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 no. Tommy went on E.E.I. for his scheduled appearance and then told them. Hey, you disrespected my girl, and good for Tommy. Uh, I have to think if I'm ever going to do your show again, which is an atomic blunder for that radio that. station. Like, you are losing the best quarterback of all time because some dude uh, thought it'd be like, funny or edgy to make fun of a little girl. And so I just want to say, and Wes, you know, I'm going to need you for this. Mark, I'm going to need you. Okay. Connie. Absolutely, need I'm in, I'm Greg. In, I'm in. Need you to be the closer on this. <laughs> okay. I don't know
5: what I'm agreeing to, but a uh, formal,
2: a formal pitch to Tom Brady, to come on the Around the NFL podcast and make us your new home for mm. Friday weekly hits. Love Ooh. this. Make the Around the NFL podcast home, and do not get yeah. Don't get caught up that we're associated with the NFL directly, and they try <laughs> to ruin your career in your mind on some <laughs> level or sully it uh, to a disastrous degree. No. We'll treat you right.
5: Will you play the Game of Throne? The the throne. The what is it? Oh my God! Throne of Ease. Throne of these.
2: Yes. Uh, no, I would think we'll keep it real. But first of all, we're not going to insult your family. Right. Right. Uh, uh, B. We will not um, take cheap shots at you on any level. No, I we'll think if talk. you go back
3: and listen to the archives you'll find almost entirely pro-Patriots coverage. <laughs> I mean, the host of the show loves the team uh, and supports your excellence. He's never thought that you were going to go downhill. I know yeah. a lot of people out there in the media you know, thought there might oh. be a decline at some
4: a point. Fabulous idea. He
3: believes you're still headed up.
4: Well, I think Brady believes that at, at every age you evolve, you keep evolving, <laughs> yeah. and we've evolved out of, I would say don't listen to our past shows. That's no, not going to help the case don't. here. So let's start fresh. Got a couple dads in the room. If anyone took shots Mm. at our five, six, seven-year-old kids, we would cancel our engagements with them immediately. We get where Brady's coming from. Ditch that radio station that Greg despises and come hang with us.
2: And Brady, by the way, said he doesn't want that DJ fired.
4: I and thought that was big of Brady. That was that. that I mean, you know, that guy's on. He's in he a went a tough place. Yeah. He said, "Yeah, he said that would be the." La- I like that he's a DJ now. He's like spinning
3: record. <laughs> <Get it laughs> record. How about <laughs> what if good. we can't like, get Brady? We get the DJ on with us on a weekly basis. I and, definitely and, get him. Yeah, you know, Tom. Oh. Book him. Tom's got a, a five-year-old girl. I've got a six-year-old girl. There's a, we
4: have hey, a lot in common. I've got a five-year-old so boy. Maybe the Sessler family and the they're Brady the
3: family. You know,
2: link four generations. Colleen, once upon a time, was a five-year-old girl.
5: Yeah, I was. So all this, a lot of ties
2: is connecting a lot of ties in a beautiful way so tom we'll treat you right come on home i think the only time i speak to shadowy league
6: figures about the podcast in the last five years i like to let you and greg handle all this oh it's fun stuff. yeah the only time i say <laughs> anything is don't put, that don't put athletes <laughs> on our show i would make i would make an exception for tom brady
2: for the best quarterback ever yeah that's good different than an actual like an icon of american mm. culture yeah we should do that all right tom balls in your court buddy Let's do this. That's what's happening in the news. Support for today's show comes from an innovative shampoo introducing Control GX, the first gray reducing shampoo from Just For Men. Uh, Just For Men helps men look their best so they can celebrate who they are and all those great things. And now reducing your gray is as easy as washing your hair with Control GX. Shampoo in, rinse out, and move on. It's that easy. Get 25% off Control GX using code AROUND at ControlGX.com. That's code AROUND uh, to save 25 to get 25% off Control GX at ControlGX.com. Can't wait to try it after the season. Oh, yeah. I hope it works. I need this. Back to the show. All right. Now, Wes wrote a banger. Let's not, let's, let's not pussyfoot around here. No. No need to. Don't have to. Won't do it. Mm-hmm. We're all sitting in a hotel room together. A weird move by the No league. back support. You know, a little bit weird. <laughs> the, the, there's no back. My back is killing me. Uh oh, Lindsay.
5: Oh, we got... Rolling in with pillows. Okay.
2: They booked the hotel room, okay? And I respect it. It shows progress on some level that we have a hotel room specifically geared for... Uh, this show.
5: Slumber parties.
2: Uh, room two. And you want a third yeah. pillow here? We do have sure. lots. And the problem, though, is that they didn't. They did, we're doing another show on Thursday, but they didn't book a room for Wednesday. So guess who gets banged? old Lindsay full time Yeah. Has to uh, pack all this stuff up move out of the room and then come back to a new room right. so next year you know just get us a room for the whole week we'll make yeah. it kind of like turn into our own like green room for the show that's progress <laughs> right <laughs> cuz we might call
3: ourselves heroes but we're not going to help Lindsay clean up the room or do oh, anything no, 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 like that no. i got
5: to wait for a ride <laughs> home yeah yeah i got dinner plans <laughs> poor, <laughs> poor, right poor, after the
3: show pork has really putting in i
5: sleep in here tonight poor,
3: you <laughs> actually could put in the extra time but the reward is you are now part of our promotional materials for the next five years because we had we had a beautiful Photoshop uh, photo shoot at the old timey uh, photo booth or yep. store in the mall. You can check out our our Twitter timeline. We'll put out some football pictures tomorrow. We had some what is it?
5: Steampunk. Steampunk, Steampunk. pictures today.
3: Uh-huh. Yeah.
2: And now that, you're it's that's it's, history. I know it's worth it. And even better, Colleen, you met a lot of great people from Minnesota,
5: a ton <laughs> of awesome people.
2: Um, all right. Everybody
5: is really nice here. So, Wes, yeah.
2: Wes wrote a banger. Uh, yeah, let's, let's dig into it. And the crux of the piece, Wes, I'll set you up here. was that Belichick is Bill Belichick, the head coach of the Patriots, is widely viewed as one of the top head coaches of all time. But what he doesn't get enough credit for is his ability to continually build a strong team around his around his incredible <laughs> Hall of Fame quarterback. So as a personnel man, so Wes wrote a, a banger titled Patriots' apostrophe there. Yeah. It's possessive. Top ten personnel moves of the Bill Belichick era. So uh, Wes, I set the table for you, buddy. Eat, baby.
6: Well, there's a few things going on here with, with Belichick as team builder. First of all, he, I think he understands that it's not the best 53. It's the right 53 every year. So he churns the roster. He also, as a team builder, has a unique competitive advantage of the most job security in the league. So a lot of his trades and signings come from taking chances on guys that other coaches and GMs would have their hands tied by the owner, or by anybody above them on taking chances. So, right off the bat, those are, to me, that's the background on Belichick as
3: team builder. Hmm. That's a It's a great point, that last part that you said, that ultimately he's the decision maker, and that cuts out a lot of red tape. And I think that's why they are good at not keeping their mistakes. Whereas GMs want to no, we got, you know, this, sec- he does this second round, he mistakes. makes almost as many mistakes as any other personnel guy. But what I think he does is after the fact, he evaluates them more correctly like okay okay this is how I can use this guy no this was a waste how many second round you know cornerback picks have they wasted but they he gives up on it quickly cuz he's not trying to you know protect it to make his picks look better well
4: and also mistakes don't look as bad when you're going and I'm not saying this in a flippant way you're going 12 and 4 and 13 and 3 every year versus a 3 and 13 team they made a catastrophic draft mistake and it's got to be pinned on one or two scapegoats and they're fired
6: well that comes from having the infrastructure it's like the spurs in the NBA when you You had Popovich and Tim Duncan for two decades. You have that infrastructure where you build around them and mistakes don't hurt you. When you've got Brady and Belichick, Brady is a a mistake reducer. It doesn't matter as much when when you have him.
5: I think what Belichick does so well is surround himself with good, smart, talented people, like in terms of the scouting department and everybody else in that front office and everybody around him, the coordinators. That is such a well-run organization, top to bottom, yeah. and that's why he gets the credit that he always gets. And he co- too.
3: he coaches all the personnel guys and the coaches too. It's like people think Patricia and McDaniel's leaving is going to kill them, and I think he's known who's going to replace them for a couple years. Yeah, I mean he he has those guys and he's been grooming them on the staff.
6: And they get groomed on both sides of the ball. They aren't just mm-hmm. niche specialists like they are in other organizations. They learn how to do
3: multiple jobs, and in that. I'm surprised more organizations don't do that. And One of the things I think he was a little ahead of the game on in terms of personnel, and I think the league is moving that way and the Eagles are a great example, is everything should be short-term. Like short-term contracts, short-term just change everything year by year. If you look back at what he did, especially in the early part of last decade, like he wasn't about getting into five, six-year real commitments. He's trying to change things really year by year and not worry as much about continuity. Outside of, like, Adelius Thomas. But I, I, and I people can look at your list so we can dig
4: into it. But I, he is, specializes in fleecing teams that he cannot stand and fleecing teams that are disorganized and sacks of dung. I mean, like, it's the Jets <laughs> over and what? over. He, like, got Randy Moss from a bad Raiders team, Akib Talib from the Bucks, Wes Welker from the Dolphins. They couldn't self-scout Wes Welker the way that the Patriots Ooh. could. I mean, it's like Whoa. one case after the other – of him fleecing teams and teams he cannot stand.
6: It's like, I mean, it's, it's not exactly like fantasy football, but when you play fantasy football, you if you're the best owner in the league, you take advantage of the worst owners in the league, the ones who aren't prepared, <laughs> and you offer them a bunch of garbage names for actual good players. So you do five-for-one deals. That's what
4: Belichick does with teams like the Browns. I love what the, the write-up about the Randy Moss trade where Lane Kiffin had to be corrected by Al Davis at the time because he was going to get fleeced even more than they were for, what, a fourth-round pick for Moss in the end? It was going to be a six? It was going to be
6: a six, and Al Davis stepped in and accused Belichick of taking advantage of of Lane Kiffin. And I can just imagine that conversation with Belichick, like the the cat who ate the canary, and Al Davis comes (laughs) up and sees him physically eating the canary.
2: Randy Moss is Wes's number one, spoiler alert, which you might find ironic if you're a real football fan because that is one move that did not... Bear any fruit of a Lombardi uh, kind. I mean, it type
6: bore the fruit of having the best offensive season yes, in NFL history. It did
2: that, but all I mean, a lot of these other moves that you haven't listened. In fact, pretty much all of them, maybe Wes Welker uh, excluded, led to guys that collected rings along the way. Uh, you know that hurt me a little bit. You said that Belichick fleeced the Jets.
4: Well, he made a great point that, the, and this is you know this, the Jets it's not, fleeced themselves. They by did. It's by not news to Darrell you. But in title. in one in the course of like a week, they lost. Bill Parcells and Bill Belichick. That's like a in a it, twenty-four hour period. It's incredible.
2: It's I mean, Robert we, Kraft fleeced the Jets. There, yeah, yep. for sure. Yeah. Uh, but that's just life, and that's your Jets talk for the uh, Super Bowl <laughs> <laughs> week. Got I it. like I, that reminded yeah. me when you said the Bucks
3: fleecing them. Th- the list is so long, and you did a great job. Corey Dillon is number five. You had Mike Rabel as number four. It reminded me of a Bucks trade that that was so great and didn't even make this list. Legarrette Blunt. For uh, future Olympian track oh. star Jeff Demps, how many posts nice did we write song. about oh, Jeff Demps back in the day? He's
2: so yeah. fast, <laughs> and he like, like essentially never Awful. materialized. Let's calm down with the speed angle.
4: What, where would, like? <laughs> I know it was it was the end of his career, but Junior Seau, who people wrote off, came into New England and played, I think, four seasons for them. That that's a guy. Rob Ninkovich didn't start with New England, right? He was. They up, brought he him in. I mean, these like it's I like there are for all one. these like failures. There's these was incredible Super Bowl
2: forty-two. Junior Seau's last NFL game, the uh, Giants-Helmley catch game? I think it might have been. Hmm. It's a tough way to go out. There
6: are dozens wow. of Junior Seau's that you could have put on this list. Yeah. chick taking chances on guys when the rest of the league thinks they're washed up. A- and uh, on this list, I used Rodney Harrison for that category, and that's kind of what I liked about this project there's like 10 different categories of Belichick moves <laughs> and you just use one guy as the model for that category. It be...
3: Plenty of times it's like a Kenny Britt signing or Michael Floyd, which is basically last year, which is no risk. And in a perfect world, it could be a, a big time high reward. And, th- and they, and they know the team is good enough around and the, kind of organization that it's not like Kenny Britt's going to come in here and mess anything up. You can just take a look, see what happens. If it doesn't work, no one's ever going to remember. But it. you learn they're not infallible when like
4: Albert Hainsworth didn't go there and have two Pro Bowl seasons. That would have, I think, driven fans of every other team literally nuts. They it's signed, like he's still a mess there. They
6: signed Hainsworth and Ocho Cinco within hours of right. each other.
4: Right,
3: set back the organization. I mean, that was the the worst little era or run of the Belichick era was was More like year.
2: error. Uh,
5: I got it.
3: It's good, Dan. Good
1: contribution
4: <laughs> to that conversation, right there.
2: Twin beds, Whoa. right there with you. Cheers. That's fired. <laughs> <laughs> He's upset about the Minnesota people thing.
4: Um, hey, listen, I got a whole city on my
3: back and me. What you're gonna go teach my, on teaching Fridays? I'm in gonna, on that too. My favorite, yeah,
4: my favorite so new
1: nice.
3: recurring. My favorite new recurring <laughs> segment on the show is subtext between Dan and Mark. <laughs> <laughs> you, you just find you just find out. Yeah. I guess it's not that new.
2: I like open warfare between Where are Greg and Mark. you going right now? I don't know. I'm trying to get <laughs> comfortable. Like wa- you're Greg, you're making everyone uncomfortable. Greg, please sit down. Sit
5: down.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's
6: that's uncomfortable. We can move on to Greg's quarterback list, but uh, <laughs> oh. but I did want to mention Dion Lewis and Danny Amendola, two guys in the Super Bowl. They made were, it. Were yeah. outstanding pickups. And, and Amendola early in his Patriots career was injured quite a bit. And Edelman rose as Amendola was falling around that time. But he's been a terrific signing. He's lasted half a a decade there. And Deion Lewis signed a reserve future contract – after sitting out the entire 2014 season, he was freely available to everyone. But, He's become well, one of the most valuable players on the team.
4: And he was—he was initially went to Cleveland on a very a good trade, I thought, for the Browns. And then the Browns shift regimes, and the next regime has no concept of Deion Lewis. So there he goes. Michael
6: if, Lombardi brought him to New England.
4: If you, there you go, it, Mark. Lombardi, good he
3: good did it. Good for Michael it. Lombardi. He the Patriots. If you made, like, a top 10 most cold-blooded, uh, almost jerkish moves that have— uh, worked out well for the Patriots, it's forcing Danny Amendola to take pay cuts in like three straight off seasons before he wins you uh, or gets
2: you to a third Super Bowl. I uh, mean,
3: his legacy, yeah. it's, it's bizarre how valuable and important Am- Amendola has been to them in the Super Bowl era.
2: And okay, so check it out, NFL.com slash Wesseling uh, to read that. And Greg wrote a top 60 quarterbacks of the Super Bowl era. In fact, you ranked every guy that started a game uh, or appeared in a game is what was the It was uh any
3: quarterback that started a Super Bowl including Nick Foles who How did technically you ra- hasn't How did you rank them? It was very, you know, time consuming dice roll I
2: Damashek yeah, is furious with you about he this.
3: Was
6: list. He was very
2: angry. He talking about yeah.
6: it. You know what? A lot of people were furious with Damashek's list when he tried a similar exercise a couple years ago so he yeah. got no room That's to what happens. Oh, yeah. is
2: that the did he do something similar to this? No, he did something. of subtext?
4: shocking that Damasek had show is like, the he man. Well, I, I, I give it. No, he really
2: is very
3: it. passionate about it. Given that, he no, cares. So. No, I don't take any offense. He essentially was promoting it with his seven-tweet yeah. uh, straight storm about what I got wrong with it. So I was fine with that. It was good. It. I basically looked at who had the best career. And to me, I think you can judge a quarterback better in 16-game regular season increments. And playoffs obviously matter. But at some point, then you get to a – position if if you really are valuing the playoffs that like you know Eli Manning is better than Dan Marino or Trent Dilfer uh is better than some other quarterback that's never even appeared in a Super Bowl and I I don't think that's fair you have to look at the context around it so I really kind of valued was he one of the best two or three quarterbacks in the league in a given year? Or what kind of all-pro teams did he make? Was he a top five quarterbacks in a given year? Was he top ten? I looked at you know kind of like the statistical yards per attempt stuff like that.
5: Well, what and, if he didn't start the whole season?
3: Well, this was their whole career, so it was like who uh, had the whole. It wasn't really about if you started a game. It's not you the made Super the, Bowl you, season. You made the list, right. but it's just who had the best career. So a guy like Dan Marino. S- still ends up number five, even though he only made
2: one. I'm proud of three. you, Greg. I thought you were going to be petty and bury Eli and put him at like number 58, <laughs> and then be like, oh, he's ne- he was never great for more than one season, all that stuff. But is it you know you look you have him in the fun to watch, which is like you know b- Eli's really not, although he was in the 2011. All right, season. so you did a poor job with
3: the list. Then you're saying, well, everyone <laughs> else in that group, it was kind of a fun to watch. But it. he's you know, also you make seven tiers, you just got to up some I, names.
2: No, but I'm just it is interesting to note, uh, although you have him at 29. That he's, and you have 2-1, 2-0 oh with the Giants, and two of the most iconic uh, wins for the organization in their history because they both came over Belichick and Brady. Everyone else on the list uh, lost their one Super Bowl appearance with the uh, with the exception of Russell Wilson. So I don't know. I feel like my only quibble well, is that tier. maybe he goes up a tier just because the level. Uh, that he ch- achieved in the Super Bowl itself, but that's that's fine. Yeah,
4: because on Eli Manning, I understand that there's differences in the room about Eli Manning. But w- what is the um, credibility what? given to someone that didn't miss a game for like a that, decade I plus? That that's that's kind of amazing,
5: especially with that offensive line. That's that, yes, for that's instance, why he that's why he, he has, has, that's why he's
3: as high as he is. Uh, he's higher than guys like. Joe Theismann or Phil Sims or Jaworski or Bledsoe, Who Anderson. actually, all of those. Ken Anderson Ken was a much better quarterback. And that was than what was what I mean. fun about this exercise, was kind of figuring out who, at least I thought, were maybe underrated or I didn't realize had such great careers. Ken Anderson seems like maybe the most uh, underrated quarterback that's not in the Hall of Fame, the quarterback that should be in the Hall of Fame. Daryl LaMonica was another guy that stood out to me. Bob Greasy, people like to trash on, but if you just look at his numbers year after year, he's pretty incredible. And if you look at Eli, I mean, look, he's ahead of all those guys like Jaws and, no,
2: not, and Bledsoe, who
3: are in the top five in the league a lot more often By than the Eli Manning I was. would
6: much rather have Steve McNair than Eli Manning. Right,
3: and he's ahead of McNair. And Jim Plunkett, who won two Super Bowls, is way down on the list Plunk at 41. Bomb? It okay. shows you
4: to me because, and I think the challenge for, we can get into this, but we're all of a certain age where we did not watch some of these quarterbacks right. live. So that's that's Most the challenge. Of them. Yeah. Well, but but we're we're at an age difference where my childhood was imbued with John Elway. I mean, it was like he was the villain of my child. But then I grew to respect him when he won those late Super Bowls. And at first, start, I was like, "What's he doing at number nine? But then it's like, "No, you're right. He he fits at number nine, And it reminds you how many wonderful quarterbacks we've had a chance to watch over the years. But Elway's is not a statistical quarterback. He was a magician who did incredible stuff, and Steve Young is sort of the same way, but he was by the end his st- his stats were out of control. Elway was someone that you put the ball in his hand with five minutes to go in the game, I don't care what's happening, you had a belief that he was going to get it done. He was hurt by losing those early Super Bowls, but what he, the way he finished his career is pretty incredible.
6: The first eight guys on this list, the eight guys ahead of John Elway, what they all have in common is that at some point in their career they all beg the question, is he playing the position at the highest level
3: it's ever yeah. been played? Tom and, Brady, Johnny Unitas, Joe Montana, Peyton Manning, Dan Marino, Brett Favre, Steve pasture. Young, mm-hmm. and Aaron Rodgers. Would be goat those pasture. I, I like, that. That. I I like,
4: like that. that category, goat pasture. A nice
3: Very track. nice. And I, think, done, Greg. I
4: think Elway, after his
6: career was over, a lot of people would have him in the top five rather than nine. But I don't think when he was playing, anyone ever said he's the best to ever do it.
4: No, because I just found him – he was just
6: fascinating to watch. To me, yeah. like – growing up in the 80s everybody knew Marino was better than Elway but then after their careers was over mm. because Elway went to the Super Bowls people lumped him over Marino
2: yep and apologies to Rex Grossman bringing up the rear at number 60 <laughs> Someone had to do it. Somebody had to do it.
3: Uh, I he did, did hear a lot of... Wood- Tony,
2: Tony Eason's like, yes!
3: I, I heard a lot from a lot of people, though, Bears fans that were like, come on, David Woodley? Didn't he be bad? It's like, I don't know. <laughs> Tony Eason, I
2: mean, uh,
4: he, like, David I get why he's down here, but Tony Eason Work- was a bit rec- of a workman-like quarterback. He wasn't a disaster. He
3: only started like 10 more games after the Super Bowl, and he only was a starter <laughs> for about two seasons. I yeah. gave credit to, like, did you even play? And he didn't have a lot of that. Rex
2: Grossman that. is, like,
3: he is
5: you not Nick left. Nick Foles, three spots higher. He Nick is Foles le- is
3: 57 <laughs> right now. He has a chance to move up with a nice <laughs> That's Sunday. pretty low, but
2: mm. I get it. Rex Grossman has not left his man cave since seeing this article. The, his wife's like, honey, are you going to come upstairs? You said you were going to grill. Not yet. <laughs> Rosenthal banged me. I mean, I, what,
4: I'm him just... getting slashed as, like, a, a non-entity <laughs> quarterback in the Super Bowl is, an, is a new thing for him? It's got, I would, I'm Yeah, blind, but yeah. he's sub 60. Like, 60, 60s. is yeah. rough because you don't get a lot of top 60 lists for Super it's
5: hard Bowl to, stuff. It's so. hard to come back from that. Yeah. He, he's that, not he, he was the ended. For Take a while. Greg out ended
2: him, basically. No grilling. <laughs> so that was brutal. I but, mean, um, he's got a great nickname.
5: Smashes the grill. <laughs> <laughs> Sexy Rexy. Uh,
2: yeah, NFL.com slash Rosenthal to see that full list. I unpublished the article, actually, a few minutes ago. <laughs> oh, you did? So. Okay. So yeah. if you could find the cached version, And the, j-
3: to the gentleman out there, uh, the huge Joe Cap fan that says he should be 47 instead of 53, back off, Joe Cap guy. Whoa, Joe Cap. Yeah,
5: respect- Thank you very much. Here with NFL.com's Greg Rosenthal. The NFL.com. The NFL.com. The NFL.com. The NFL.com's Greg Rosenthal.
4: Keep you in that box, man. You know some. Joe Cap on with the Vikings. Another shot by Greg at yeah. Minnesota. P- shot
3: by most of you in this room at Minnesota. Nice settle down. Minnesota. Most they're Very nice, nice people. people. Most drops kind of come and go. They each have their own no. like life. Yeah. You know, just Self-life. they kind of die naturally. But that one pers- that one persists. You know, yeah.
4: Amber Theo Harris could not be more excited that it's still floating out there, <laughs> really generating well the it. tweets. She gets. So are you guys? Are you guys messing with me? <laughs> like,
2: oh, She's one one a good sport about it. Great sport. All right. What was that, was? I got nothing. <laughs> All right. Here you go. That's it. That's the Tuesday show from the hotel room. Schedule. People have been asking for the schedule.
5: Oh, I got to go. I have a meeting. <laughs> I got to get out of here. Now.
2: Can I say one real quick thing? Yes. Go ahead. We, and we're going to enjoy this,
4: for Super Bowl week, we received from a incredible listener, Christopher Watine, who is a big fan of Wes, a $100 fan. donation for beers and drinks. What? Mr. F and we'll talk more about this one down the list. Mr. F and a contingent of people from across the my, sea. My man Charlie Barker. Charlie Barker and others had, and we're gonna we'll mention all their names the next episode. Gave us hundred and twenty dollars for TGI Fridays. Wow. And Elliot and Pete Chalmers, friends from LA, <laughs> sent us multiple packs of beer. They have a twelve eyes twelve eyes brewery in Saint <laughs> it's Paul. So and they just shot the beers to problem. us.
0: <laughs> I'm, the I'm just saying,
5: the, the
4: shadowy right. league figures are on—they're on their heels because yeah. we a lot of alcohol, and alcohol well, funds
3: have been shipped our way. You know, pub- or funds for whatever. Public radio—they have their telethons every once in a while. You spend twenty-five <laughs> bucks, you know, you get a tote bag. You just send us twenty-five dollars of beer, and you get your name on the podcast. Actually, I don't know if it's we easy. can really do this. No, but
4: no, yeah. it's no, be no. too many. This names. is, this is pay many. Could
2: probably yeah. like,
5: draw them a picture. <laughs>
2: well, we love that. you all? And, and did uh, another shout out to the elder Sessler, right?
4: Oh yeah, my dad had surgery today—hip replacement surgery. He's doing well, but uh, he listens to the show. As to Ed's as a listener. Oh. They do. They watch all our NFL Network. Devin Keith. They, really? re- they retired. Yep. They
2: listen to all the podcasts now as well.
4: They, I found out they watched every one of our Pickham uh, episodes, and I tried to describe. Underwhelming, it. I- right? Some were good. Others yeah. were a bit wanting. But they, you know, they're parents, so
3: they were supportive no all matter. Parents. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty impressive. My well, mom listens to every show. Shout out to Debbie. So that's. Colleen,
6: good. what's your dad's name? Ed.
3: So is mine. That's crazy. Whoa, what a
6: popular Ed's. name in Whoa. in like the 1940s. Go. Everybody was named my Ed. dad's
2: name is Ed too. No, nah. well, his brother is really. Oh, there's so you an, so you're an Ed Hansis. So you're. <laughs> oh
5: my God. Well, Ed good Wolf. luck to all the Ed Eds. Ed Ed.
2: Wait, it's getting weird. weird. It was like 40. <laughs> right? Close it out. Come 40%. on. No, I'm sorry. Oh no, damn it. No Edward Rose. Forty percent it. No Weird. it has got to be an Ed Rosenthal. I gonna, I'll
4: Google yeah. search Ed Rosenthal as we close out here. Uh, Unfortunately, it's yeah. It's like a
2: picture of Greg and Ed Rosenthal. It's like Greg's hiding this man's There identity. is. Actually, the first uh,
4: thing that comes up, Ed
3: Rosenthal's site, Growing Cannabis. Well, there's a lot of
4: Rosenthal's.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, checks out. wow.
3: Unfortunately, that side of the family kind of Taken out by the Holocaust. So we got we got Tom <laughs> well,
6: and we bring got. Bring it down Hines. a little bit, Greg. <laughs> right? It mean, was a rough. It, it was history. Was you know, show. it's
2: just fact. Do you want to talk about wow. the opioid epidemic while we're here? <laughs> well, now that you say that, I did notice How about
3: some 9/11 talk in the bathroom at the mall. Where they have going? they have a <laughs> box where you can put your uh, dirty syringes. In every bathroom at the Mall yeah. of America, it's like, you know, the, the yep. buck to, to, to be safe. I was thinking
5: that's for, like, diabetes. It, yeah, yeah, that's pretty standard. They have
3: that in our, of, in our work uh, bathroom, uh, too, yeah, our Greg. work bathroom. So. I thought that was only for places <laughs> that had opioid epidemics.
2: <laughs> <What laughs> Born 32. Greg projected.
5: Really endearing yourself <laughs> to all the Minnesotans. All right. Get off people. the crank, Amazing Minnesotans.
2: <laughs> <laughs> all right. We'll be back on Thursday. So, yeah, we'll have um, uh, a Thursday Late Thursday of the show will go up. that will be our Thursday Super Bowl preview uh, well we'll break it all down of course, Sunday night after the game. we will be doing a recap that night, so make sure you uh, hit refresh on your podcast app of choice don 't even have to it yeah. it 's kind of like a auto well if people thing.
5: subscribe Subscri- right? hey, if you don 't subscribe Very important
2: you know what 's your problem and the <laughs> Tuesday thing that we uh, shot, the video show and all the the shenanigans in the mall today. Uh, pretty silly, but we had a good time. And you may like it. It might be horrible. We'll see. But no, er- you're, you're going like, to love it. Erica Tamposi uh, d- d- does great work. Uh, the loose She'll get cannon. So she's going to be pulling it together. That's going to go up late Friday on the website. So a lot of stuff coming your Feeding way. Feeding sharks. There Feeding was a lot going on. That event nearly coaster. killed us, so please watch it. Yeah. So, uh, But until uh, Thursday, Dan uh, is signing off for The Quiet Storm. The Mailman, Tiny Box, The Old Boss. And Lindsey Bolton, behind, well, next to me on the bed. That's how it works. <laughs> Till Thursday. That works.